All right, good morning. Happy Mother's Day. I'll add my voice to that. Good to see all the moms in the room and the kids that you drug along with you this morning. So welcome. Glad you're here. I know we have a lot of guests today. Good that you're at New Life Church. Welcome to all of you watching online. We have some moms that had sick kids and are having to stay home today, but we want you to feel like a part of the service. I, I was thinking, Pam and I have been married 33 years, uh, a long time, a third of a century. But the first 10 years of our marriage, we were not able to have children. And so we would, you know, we, we were married a couple of years and then we tried to have kids and every doctor we went to told us another thing that was wrong. And it became clear to us that we were not going to have biological children. And so I remember for about eight or nine years, we didn't really like to come to Mother's Day. In fact, there was a couple of Sundays, just have to confess, we just stayed home. I took her out to eat. You know, we went to a brunch or something because it was sad for us. And we were so happy to see all of our families and friends, all, they were all having kids. I mean, they were, we had friends that were having five or six at one time, it seemed like, you know, and we were, we couldn't have any. But I wanna tell you the, the end of that story is that uh, in a, a bizarre set of circumstances, the Lord brought to us two children and we adopted both of them. At birth, we brought Abram home from the hospital his, his uh, birth mom uh, went to church with us and came to us one Sunday, and, or one, really one afternoon, and said, I'm having a baby, it's a little boy, I can't raise it, would you, would you take this child from me? And we said, we'll pray about it, yes. So we, so we got Abram. And uh, I've told you this story a couple of times, but then the Lord just began for about two years, almost every morning I would wake up and the Lord would, impress upon me to pray for a little girl with red curly hair and blue eyes. Now that's a very, actually a very, it's like less than 1% of people have red hair and blue eyes. It's a very rare combination. But the Lord just kept telling me, you pray for a little girl with red curly hair and blue eyes. Two years we prayed that prayer. And one day uh, we got a phone call from a 19 year old single mom who was pregnant, she had red hair. We met her at the food court at the mall to meet her for the first time. And uh, she walked in, she had red hair and blue eyes. And she says, I'm carrying a little girl. I can't raise this child. Would you and Pam take this child when, after it's born? And we said, absolutely. And so 22 years ago, we brought home Callie, who has red hair, curly hair, and blue eyes. I'm, just, I'm telling you that story just to encourage all of you in the room who are longing and hoping and wanting a baby, maybe you're having, experiencing difficulties. I just wanna encourage you, the Lord knows how to fill your home and fill your quiver. Don't give up, keep praying, keep believing. I know how you feel. And I, it was from then on, for the last 24 years, we've enjoyed being at Mother's Day because we saw the miracle of the Lord, all right? Amen, turn in your Bible to 1 John chapter three. Today is a, a you know, I'll go back and forth every year on Mother's Day, should I preach to moms or just preach whatever passage we're in and acknowledge moms. And I felt like this year the Lord said, preach to the moms. Encourage the moms in the room. So today's message is the needs of a mother. And I wanna start uh, by telling you, I'm, ta I'm talking to single moms today, stay-at-home moms, working moms, empty nest moms. Come on, that's the best kind of mom, the empty nesters. You have done it, you have gotten them out of the house. They are gone and launched, thank Jesus. Uh, I'm an empty nest dad, so I'm, I'm, it's the best time of my life right now. So I'm preaching to all of you, but if all the men in the room, 
I'm preaching this message to you as well. There's not one thing that I'm going to preach today that you don't need as well. So I want you to lean in and listen to this message for yourself. So we'll start today with the toddler 10 commandments in honor of our moms. I don't know if you know this, but a group of toddlers came up with their own 10 commandments. And I wanna share those with you today. It's very important for you to see this. Commandment number one, if I like it, it's mine. <laughs> Commandment number two, if it's in my hand, it's mine. Number three, if I can take it from you, it's mine. <laughs> number four, if I had it a little while ago, it's mine. Are you seeing a pattern here? Okay. All right, number five, if it's mine, it must never appear to be yours in any way. <laughs> number six, if I'm building something, all the pieces are mine. Some of you all had this happen this week in your house. I can see the look on your face. Number seven, if it looks like mine, it's mine. Number eight, if I saw it first, it's mine. Number nine, if you're playing with something and you put it down, it automatically becomes mine. And commandment number 10, if it's broken, it's yours. <laughs> All right, that's pretty good, I like that. All right, 1 John chapter three. We've been going through a series in 1 John and chapter three, verse one actually lends itself beautifully for Mother's Day. He says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us. And we've been singing about that all morning. We've been singing about the goodness of the Lord, the love that God has not just poured out in sparse measures, but I'm talking about a love that he has lavished upon us, a love that you'll never be able to fathom. It's like swimming in the ocean. There's, there's an unimaginable amount of water. You cannot measure that water. You don't know how many gallons are out there. You just know it's an immense ocean of water. That's the grace that the Lord has poured out upon the human race. And this is what John is saying. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. Listen, here is the goal. Here's what, this is what God is up to. God wants you at some point in your human existence to acknowledge that he is a good father and that he has chosen you as his child and you are indeed a child of God. All of the Bible, all of the gospel preaching, everything we do in church is to bring this reality back to the human race. God is a good father. God has chosen you to be his child. You are a child of God. And he says, and that is what we are. And I was thinking this morning that when all of us are born, the reason there is a special connection from children to moms is we get nine extra months connected to our mom that we don't get with our dad. In the womb of our mothers, the Bible says there's that God's activity at work. The Bible says that he knits us together in the womb of our mother. That it's in the womb of our mother that he establishes our personalities, he establishes our spiritual gifts, our strengths and our weaknesses are all crafted inside the mystery of the mother's womb. In that special place, God starts his work. We're connected to, by an umbilical cord to our mother, but by the spirit, we are already being connected to the God of the universe who creates all human life. Listen, this is why we are pro-life from womb to tomb. God is the one who grants life. God is the giver of life. He is the source of life. And that life begins from the moment of conception 
in the womb of a mother. That's why we're so passionate and diligent and we're kind, but we're, we're, we, are, we are unwavering. We will not compromise. We will not stop defending the right of babies to have a right to life. It's the reason we pray. It's the reason we have Mary's home. It's the reason we have a women's clinic. I, 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 I took some criticism recently when I said that online. And they said, well, what are you doing to help moms? Because they, they didn't know anything about our church. I said, well, we have a state-of-the-art medical clinic that pregnant women are coming in almost every day for 4D ultrasound. Some of the best ultrasound equipment in our city belongs to our Dream Center. I mean, you can see eyelashes on the babies. It is, it is the, by far the best 4D machine that we can find. And in fact, just a couple of weeks ago, a mom walked in considering abortion, saw the face of her baby, because that's how good this machine is, and chose to give it a life. This happens all the time at our women's clinic, every week. And I said, and if that mom gives birth and finds herself homeless and alone in our city, we have a, we have a world-class apartment complex that we call Mary's Home that is almost completely full today with single moms and their children. They're living in a place of safety on Mother's Day 2023. They're there from, from one to three years. Their lives are being radically changed by the gospel, by the kindness, by the grace of our community. And they're walking out of Mary's Home after that three years they are completely off government assistance. They have a job. They are, they are, their addictions are under the control of the spirit. They are being healed and set free. This is what we're doing to honor the lives of mothers all over our city. We've been doing this now for over a decade. This church believes in caring for, helping, and blessing mothers in our city and our county. And, that, and I want to say thank you for your generosity. Can we just thank the Lord for that? I believe we're living in a, a day and an age where motherhood is being redefined, where it's being reduced, it's being misdefined. And I believe that, I, I love this old saying, it says an ounce of mother is worth a ton of priests. There is something special about the role of a mother in the lives of a child. And there is no, there is no substitute, by the way, for the voice of a mother in the life of a child. Every child needs a mom. Every child that is born needs the care, the nurture, the wisdom, the strength of a mother in their life. And the world right now is trying to separate moms from their children. And I'm telling you, it's a, it's a demonic activity, but we're here today to tell you we believe strongly that the role of a mother is never more important than right now. Children need their mothers, and mothers need their children. An ounce of mother is worth a ton of priests. Recently, I was reading uh, some, some of the most common challenges in 2023 that moms face. Three things that moms, especially moms of little children, are facing right now. And you need to know this, church. Number one is they, they feel like they are completely alone. They, they are, the, the, the monotony, the daily routines, the loneliness of being a mom is overwhelming at times. And if you've ever been home with a toddler <laughs> by yourself, you know how this feels. I remember coming home when our children, our children are only 25 months apart. So we had a three-year-old and a one-year-old, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. You know, we had littles at our house in bunches. And we were playing man-to-man -man defense at that time. We weren't good enough parents to have three because then you have to play zone. But we had to play two man-to-man -man we could do. But I remember coming home and Pam, you know, had been home all day with two kids in diapers. 
And we moved during that time. We moved from Texas to another city in Texas. So we were in the middle of a transitional move from one job to the other, raising two toddlers. And I would come home and I could see the look on Pam's face day after day after day. And then I said, I made the mistake of saying, hey, Pam, why don't you go away for a couple of days? I'll take care of this. Listen, I'm glad I did that. But that was the hardest two days I've ever worked in my life. It was hard. It's difficult, right? The monotony, the loneliness, the stress from too many demands. The culture tells you that by the time they're three, they need to be playing three sports and learning two languages, right? And this is what you're told. Your, your child will be left behind if they're not in all the clubs that the other kids are in. There's a tremendous amount of pressure to keep up, to perform to stay at pace with the rest of the families in your neighborhood. So monotony and loneliness, stress from too many demands. And then the third one is the one that the church can really solve. They just don't have anyone to ask for help. They don't know where to go to ask for help. So I wanna share this morning three things that I think the church can do, that we can do to make sure that the moms in New Life Church, that the moms in our city, in our county can flourish. Number one, moms need godly vision. Moms need to know the call of God that is on their child. Listen, Pam, early on, she began to see things developing because she was spending more time with them during the day than I was. I was working, she was staying at home and working part-time, but she was mostly staying home with our children. She was with them. And early on, I would come home and she said, let me tell you what Callie did today. Let me tell you what Abram did today. And she would begin to discern and see things happening. Their personalities developed, their language developing. She was there as their language took fruit and matured. And she could hear what was coming out of their heart. There was another woman named Hannah. In fact, you just mentioned Hannah a minute ago. Hannah was a woman that could not give birth. This is a story in 1 Samuel chapter 1. And so she made this deal with God. God, if you'll give me a child, I will dedicate that child to the Lord. And to her surprise, she got pregnant. And she raised that child for a season of time. And then she says in verse 26, as she said to him, as surely as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I, listen to this, I prayed for this child. Moms, let me tell you, I cannot overstate the importance of your intercessory prayers over your children. I believe something powerful happens when moms lay their hands on their children and call out identity, you call out ministry, you call out anointing over your children, you speak life over them. I believe you can pray over them and they be filled with the Holy Spirit. I pray you can lay hands on them and they be healed in Jesus' name. I think there is a power. If you're not doing this, start it today. Put your hands on your children. You know you wanna put your hands on them anyway, but I'm talking about praying over them. <laughs> put your hands on them and pray over them and bless them and speak life over them. She says, I prayed for this child. And the Lord has granted me what I ask of him. So now I give him to the Lord. For his whole life will be given over to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. Listen, this is, the, this is the, the scary part of parenting. And I'm in this season of my life right now. I have raised Abram and Callie in church. I have prayed over them. Tens of thousands of times I've laid my hands on my children and prayed over them. That's not an exaggeration. Praying over them, speaking over them, prophesying over them. 
I have paid for their college. They are now in the world. They are released out into the world. They are both working full time. They live away from my home. And I have had to declare over and over and over again, Father, I trained up my child in the way they should go. And now that they are older, I am believing they will walk in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. This is what she was saying over her children. Hannah was saying, Lord, I pray for this child. I see God's work on this child. Now I release this child. At some point we have to land the helicopter and let them go free. Come on, moms and dads. I can't hover over them all the time. As much as I want to crank up the helicopter and hover again over their lives, protecting them, guarding them, keeping them from everything. Go in Jesus' name. Be filled with the Spirit. You have all that you need. Go make some mistakes. I'm right here to pay for them. That's really? And that's the role of dad. Pay for your mistakes. Listen, uh, Hannah did something that seems extreme to us. She brought actually the baby to the temple and dropped the child off. And she said, this child belongs to the Lord. It's an extreme, an extreme movement, an extreme decision. By the way, we don't do that anymore. So I want you to take as many children home as you brought here today. We do not have an overnight policy here. So you take them home with you, all right? We're here to bless them and send them back with you. But here's the point. No one believes in your children the way you do. Moms or believes in their children. Last night, I told Pam, I said, I saw the perfect Mother's Day illustration last night. I was sitting out in my backyard and across the way, on top of a house was a big barn owl. This owl's been hanging around our house at night. You can hear him outside at night. It's swooping down, picking up mice and all kinds of stuff. But this barn owl was on the roof of a house across the way. And these three little birds, I mean, tiny little birds, were just swarming at it, nipping at it, running at it. And this owl was 10 times bigger than any of these birds. But these little birds were just nipping at it, nipping at it, because they did not want that owl near their nest. Listen, that's mama bears right there. That's nature revealing. This is what's in the heart of every mother. You're not going to harm my child. Do not provoke, like the most dangerous people on this planet are mothers in minivans in school zones. <laughs> you think you're a Green Beret, your fourth ID, some kind of special forces? You don't mess with mothers in minivans in a school zone. They're the most dangerous people in town. Stay away. Don't bother them. There's a story, <laughs> there's a story of Edison. Edison, the great inventor, his, he went to school when he was a little boy. And the teacher sent home a note and said, your son is dumb and cannot learn. I cannot teach your son. That's what the, the note that Edison got from his teacher. So his mother wrote the teacher back. Says, my child is not dumb. I see something in him. I will teach him myself. 1,100 patents later, Thomas Edison, the inventor of the light bulb, and the phonograph and every, 1,100 other things. Listen, the reason that we have Thomas Edison is because he had a mom who believed in him, who would not believe what other people said about her child. My child can do what he was created to do. The second thing that moms need godly mentors. We need mentors right now. We need spiritual moms. Listen, all the ladies in the room that, that are empty nesters, or maybe you're, you, your hair is now chrome, and, and you've, you've, you've got experience. You've raised your children. You've raised your grandchildren. 
I want, to, I want to make a plea to you today. We need spiritual moms more than you can possibly imagine. If you would simply raise your hand and say, I would be willing to meet with a young mom, you would have all the ministry you've ever wanted in your life. You would be flooded. I cannot tell you how many young moms simply don't know who to ask. They don't know where to go, and they're dying for wisdom. 2 Timothy 1 says, I've been reminded of your sincere faith. Listen to this. Which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Now Paul's telling Timothy, I saw God at work in your grandmother. I saw God at work in your mom. Therefore, I am convinced it's going to be working in you because of what? The influence of two godly women. These two godly women shaped Timothy. Listen, your voice and your influence is more critical now than ever. And listen, all the young women in the room, younger women, you've got to learn to ask for help as much as older women must learn to offer their help. When we have small groups meeting all over this city, all over the church for women, and I'm, I'm encouraging you, if, if you feel the monotony and loneliness of motherhood, if you're feeling like the weight of the world is crashing down on you, we, we actually have childcare, children's ministry for you. You can drop your children off and go be a part of a mentoring group. We have them all over the church. They happen every week here at New Life Church. There is not an excuse for you to be alone. I'm inviting you in to authentic community who would care about you, love you, they would cherish you, they would pray over you, and they would be there to help you. All you have to do is ask. There are women ready to mentor. There are women needing help. And that's what the church, this is the unique strength of the local church. Here's the third thing is moms need God's strength right now. I, I believe this morning that, that the, the Holy Spirit wants to hover over women in our church, moms in our church. Maybe you walked in today and you're kind of at wit's end, tired, fatigued, worried, upset, not knowing that God is about to pour something out upon your life. In Ephesians chapter three, this was the prayer that I prayed over moms this week. I found myself praying this over you. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus, listen to this, throughout all generations forever and forever. Moms, the Lord wants you to understand that you can tap into the power of the Spirit right now that his spirit is present for you. His spirit is perfect for you. But there has to be times when you pull yourself away from the frantic schedule of your family, the frantic schedule of your work and career. There has to be times where you're breathing in and breathing out. A lot of moms know how to breathe out and give out energy. They know how to work. They know how to sacrifice, but do you know how to refuel? Do you know how to refuel your soul? And listen, the best thing you can do for your home, and I've said this for 25 years, I've watched this play out. Parents are always asking me, what is the secret to raising godly children? I don't wanna oversimplify this, okay? But let me tell you the first thing. The number one secret to raising godly children is for you to be godly. Make sure it first resides in you. Pam and I was like, we cannot raise holy children if we don't have any concern for our own holiness. 
I cannot raise passionate children if I'm not fervently following the Lord myself. In fact, most strong Christians today either came from pagan or passionate parents. Lukewarm parents rarely produce passionate, believing children. This is, this is my charge to you today. I was being nice all the way up to this point. You're saying, now you're charging me. Now you're meddling. Listen, Pam and I, this is going to sound so silly to some of you. The reason that we didn't buy a camper when we moved to Colorado is because we don't have time to camp. We're in church on Sunday. And I work, I work all the way through the weekend. My kids were in school. When could we go camping? So we decided I'd rather my kids fall in love with the church than my camper. And so we just decided we're not going to do some things because I want them in the body of Christ. I want them in church. I want them around church people. There are no excuses for us to miss church. We are here. This is who we are. We're worshipers. We're prayers. We're givers. And if we don't model that, if we don't live that out in front of our kids, then our kids will never choose it on their own. Our children need to see our strength, our passion for Christ. Children need to see what we're doing. We need to be examples. It's not just what we say. It's how we live in front of them. Abram and Callie paid attention to everything we were doing, and we made a ton of mistakes. We, we did not always get it right. But the one thing that Pam and I always did as parents and I want to encourage you, a lot of the young parents in the room today, make sure that you have time that you're pulling away by yourself and refueling your soul. Airlines have it right. Adjust your own oxygen mask first before assisting others. And then put your mask on the kid with the most potential. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Stand up with me this morning. I want to pray over you. I actually heard that on a Southwest Airlines flight. I, just, I laughed out loud. I thought that was hilarious. And now Abram and Callie want to know which one would get the mask. And I haven't told them. I want to pray over you today. Let's ask the Lord to meet with us. We, we, I, I ended a little early because we're going to sing a song that I want to make sure we have time for it. We're going to sing a song called The Blessing today. And it's going to be an opportunity for you if you're here with your mom, all the kids that are here with your mom. Go to her during this song and put your hands on her and sing these words over your mom. Or moms, if you're here today with your kids, just put your hands on your children and sing these words over them. Maybe you lost a mom this year. Maybe this is the first Mother's Day you've had without your mom. Can you just receive the blessings of this song on your life? Because if your mom was here, this is what she would say about you. Just receive that. I'm 100% I'm certain. And if your mom were present today, she would sing these songs over you and mean every word of it. Or maybe you're here today and you've been wounded by your mother. Can you just release them now by praying this over the mom that hurt you? The mom that was maybe not a good mom towards you? Can you just pray this over her as a way to free your heart from any offense? Just turn our hands toward the Lord today. Father, I'm looking out across this room and these are strong women godly women. I feel the strength in this room. I can feel the strength of those watching online. But I pray today that you would refuel them, that you would meet with them in this moment. And Lord, that you would fill them to the fullness 
of your spirit. That they will walk out of here full of life and joy and hope and peace. May the glory of the Lord shine round about them. May they know you. May they hear you. May they know that they are blessed. We pray this now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Those of you that serve communion, would you come right now, all of come down to be ready to serve communion. As we start to sing this song, the ushers are gonna give you instructions to come and take the element, go back to your seat. And then just turn your hands toward the Lord. And after you receive your element, after you go back to your seat, just turn your hands toward the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for all that Jesus has done, that he has done, that he is doing, and that he will do in your family and your life. Come to the table of the Lord.